Do you remember holographic window tin? Anyone? No? Holographic oh window tin? Yeah. Back in my day, there was a bunch of cars in the <laughs> auto area that had uh, holographic window tint. I know holographic stickers, but I don't do remember. You, do you like like ponies and rainbows and stuff as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can ride a pony. It's just fun. I'm short enough for it, too. My Little Pony. Can you uh, name all the My Little Pony? Hi, welcome to the Flat Tire, where I get attacked by our guest. Hi. We're not inside a building anymore. We are outside at the Lombardi Karting Raceway in just past Smith Falls, and we're joined today with our guest, Chase Smith. How you doing? I'm not dead. The mm. corona hasn't taken me yet. Not yet. <laughs> Come we, over uh, here, give us a kiss. I'll, I'll sort that out for you. <laughs> We've got an opportunity to do a podcast during these uh, lockout on, lockout off moments, and uh, we're going to take it. So we're outside enjoying the uh, summer weather in the middle of s- winter? Sort of spring? Swinter. 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 Like this that. is the weird oh, yeah. time where we don't know if we're going to get 10 inches or 30 degree weather. What were you, 15 degrees today? Yeah. Beautiful. And there's still snow around the edge of the track, but it's not on so the track. Weird. Not on the track. And today we are going to be talking to Shay about his life, how he got here, uh, why he started a karting club, and then we're going to go take some of these carts out for a little rip. We'll show you guys those videos in another video, if that makes sense. And as always, Claire, our sound producer, is behind the camera. You can't see her because that's not how camera works. <laughs> so, Shay, tell us. What made you get into karting? Um, well, I've always been I've always been around a, a racetrack, and actually, I started off uh, hanging around bike tracks. Uh, there's some bike racing in my family back in the UK, and I grew up uh, part of a bike team as like the gopher, go and get the tires changed, and go and fuel the bikes, or I'd be the the poor bugger pushing them in the start line, and then just stand there and let all the bikes go past you. And so uh, it was a blast growing up like that. And, and from there, we've kind of gone four wheels. Uh, I got into karting in the UK. Um, I used to do a ride and drive, funny enough, and starting off in something like this, except for I had twin Honda engines uh, at a track called Buckmore Park. And so I used to go down, do all the ride and drives there, and it was a blast. Um, I raced a Mini for a while. And... Uh, and then when I came to Canada, I, I kind of got back into it. So here we are, 10 years later, um, living the dream, as they say. <laughs> what made you, like, what, what was the, uh, the point where you realized, like, oh, maybe I'll, like, so you were saying that you were into the motorsports and then you got into the karting, and then what made you want to bring that to the small local town of, like, Smith Falls? Well, actually, the, the track became available. It was kind of dormant for almost two years. Um, and it was just sitting there. The weeds were growing and it was, no one was really doing anything with it. So um, Ottawa's not got, you know, a ton of tracks to, to run at. And uh, so I, I said, well, I used to race here about eight, nine years ago myself. And uh, when it became available, I was like, okay, that's, that's an opportunity to, to pick up a track um promote the sport because i've always been a big promoter of the sport and karting and and racing in general and um what better way to start a grassroots 
uh, racing uh, club, if you like, um, than having your own track. So here we are. It's pretty. It's pretty insane. Uh, what? <laughs> just just thinking about like Ottawa and it's in and of itself being such a small environment, and then creating something that's like a seasonal thing and putting so much time and effort. It's really, it really shows how passionate you are about the whole idea of kart racing. Um, are there any events that you, that you hold here? Or is it just like an arrive and drive kind of thing or? Well, actually the arrive and drive um, is new for this year. So last year <laughs> I got the track. I just signed the lease and COVID come and shut everything down. So it was it was a case of, you know, take the risk. Do we carry on and try and put something together? Um, we created a non-profit club um, and just went for it. And it was, it was end of May. I think we got to do our first test and tune. And it was, it was almost an instant hit. We had uh, a ton of guys come out uh, and girls, and they, they just, they were happy to be on a track. And with COVID, everyone just wanted to get back outside. So mm -hmm. it really, I'd say COVID kind of helped us because everyone stayed in Canada, they stayed local, and they wanted to do something outdoors. Um, so when the lockdown was in, when we were allowed to open the track, we absolutely jumped on it. And we had everyone come in. And uh, from there, we did our first race in June, did six races. and it was a huge success. And at the end of the season, I had these uh, carts come up and they were, they were such a good deal. And I'm like, I couldn't refuse them. We were, we were being asked all year that we do a rive and drive. And we just, I didn't want to pull the trigger so early with COVID, but I, I ended up pulling the trigger <laughs> just before Christmas, you know, Yeah. buy all these carts and then lock them up for Christmas for the winter. So for those that don't know, the arrive and drive is you basically just, it's like any other go-kart track in your area. You just show up, grab a helmet, and you go out on the track. Well, it's not quite that easy. In Ontario, it's a lot, a lot more involved. So Ontario, you have to be a club member. So this is not like a rental kart track. Um, this is not a commercial enterprise. This is club racing. But it gives everyone the opportunity that doesn't own a kart to come down and they can pay a fee and use this car as a member and join a league. So you're part of an actual race league, you're a club member, and uh, it just means that you don't own your own equipment. You know, you've got the cart behind you there. That's someone that owns their own cart, and that's like a full-on scout, uh, full full on race cart there, uh, whereas this one's got a lot more safety features. So this is, if you like, this is the beginning of karting right here. So okay. people can jump in there, enjoy racing, as a club uh, club member, and then from there they got the choice to buy their own cart and go into the pro carts. So it's really, it's the start of grassroots, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, grassroots ra racing and very affordable. Okay. So what would make? Uh, also, we didn't really introduce ourselves, by the way. So I'm I'm Keishan, obviously you know that with Brandon. Anyways, uh, <laughs> we just kind of jumped into I it. I hope you know who we are at this point. Yeah. We're on season two, episode three, so you should know who we are. Maybe they don't. I don't know. True. Um, anyway, so what's what would what would you say the difference between your carts and like another rental cart kind of place be? Like these look pretty beefy. They look like 
massive beast engines on it. How much horsepower do you say these these have? So these ones here are 420 cc, and they're 13 horsepower, which is a lot of powers. It's got a lot of grunt. It's got a lot of grunt. It will. It's capable of 80 kilometers an hour. Um, it's a 32 mil chassis on it, and the chassis design on these. It's a Barella, and I'm a I'm a dealer for Barella and the Ricardo brand, uh, the Daniel Ricardo carts, which is basically a signature, uh, a signature Barrel cart. And and these carts here handle very much similar to the Pro carts. They they are a heavier chassis, but they got a lot more power in them to get them around the track. Mm-hmm. Um, but 80 kilometers an hour. Uh, that's, it's as much as you want with your butt an inch and a half off the ground <laughs> Yeah, as a new person into karting. Mm-hmm. Like we, uh, we did a little bit last year, uh, during summer and, uh, I'm really, yes, I'm personally very excited to like get into these carts. Like we did a little bit of what, of the Ricardo stuff a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, that was, that was scary. So, uh, I feel like the weight of these going around the corner might be a little intimidating. Well, these these but, are going to definitely be a little flat around the corner, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, well, you got your helmets, so we'll uh, we'll jump in there afterwards and have some fun. Oh yeah, you best believe. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've been waiting because the, yeah, the cart we had last year didn't quite fit you. Yeah, I'm a little bit of a chunky boy, so yeah, feel like me. <laughs> yeah, so now I can actually get on my own track and have some fun. <laughs> Being me and you against the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. You skinny people. <laughs> it's not my fault, man. You and your <laughs> my McDonald's and stuff. You and your diets and stuff. <laughs> um, so you talked about how uh you got into it with uh motorbikes and then you started racing minis. Did you as a British person, I have to ask, like, did you ever actually own a mini? It was my first car. That's like it, that's everyone's first car there, right? It was almost, yeah. <laughs> well, if you're as old as me, yeah, pretty much. Right. There was a lot of minis around. We're and, talking uh, like uh like classic Aston, yeah, like classic. Yeah, the the classic. original shape mini. Yeah. Okay. So it was uh it was actually the same orange same orange as the barrier. It was a bright orange, what, thousand CC mini. Okay. And I paid thirty pounds for it. Wait, how did you get it? So that's like sixty bucks Canadian. Yeah, but take. then we're going back some years. Yeah. So with inflation, it's probably like yeah, it was forty thousand Canadian dollars. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? What's those, up exchange rate? Those minis today are like eight nine thousand dollars now, yeah. or yeah. pounds. Yeah, excuse me, they're like eight nine thousand pounds now. They're they're like a classic car. So and was that I, a whole like kind of mini series that you joined, or was it different variations of vehicles? Well, no, that was or... my first car on the road, and it wasn't till much later that I buy a mini and. And race one and put a roll cage in and and uh we used to go do grass track racing uh me and my grass cousin track racing? What, what grass track racing so not grassroots racing but grass track so it was grassroots but on grass so it was almost like so it was rally a, it was literally grassroots literally it was like a farmer's field <laughs> and they just made a track and people turned up and they put a big berm around the outside yeah. and you just you went racing wow. so uh it, that was before we had so much of the, the uh, what's the, what, what is it now? The sanctioning body, all the politics and everything come in. Right. All the safety regulations. All that nonsense. Which we, which we love. Sometimes. But, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you know, that's when it was, uh, you, you put on the pair of greasy overalls and gardening gloves and a helmet that had, you know, no face and no visor and you went racing. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> We've come a long way since, but yeah. 
yeah, that was, we had roll cages and we had the nets on the side and we had to take all the, all the screens out and glass. We had to fire rate the back and stuff, but it was, a, that was a blast and economical. Mm-hmm. You know? It was, uh, that's where I really got into the four wheel stuff. And then from there it was, yeah, I just, uh, always been a motorsports fan. Uh, in fact, that's where I met Keish. We were, we were at the Formula One Grand Prix. That was like what four, four or five years ago or so. I I believe it yeah. was yeah, it was two thousand eighteen. Yeah, what was it? Two thousand eighteen, Floyd? Was it eighteen? Yeah. I think it was eighteen. Yeah, I remember sitting at grandstand thirty six or something like that. It was just before the uh, just after the hairpin. Just after the Rotax, uh, the Ro- Rolex, Rolex hair, yeah. hairpin. Yeah. And yeah, I was there with my my dad. Yeah, I remember and, hearing uh, some British guy talk. I'm like, wow, he's a Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> he's fan. a Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> So I turn around like, hey, like, whereabouts from England are you? Like, Lu- I have Lewis is good, there. but I, I'm I'm a Daniel Ricciardo salesman, so <laughs> fair enough. I, I was rooting for Daniel. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. But like, I I just kind of turned around, struck up a conversation. He's like, yeah, I'm I have a Cardin team out in like on near the Ottawa area. I'm like, yeah. what You're a small world. Like, I live in Ottawa, and then yeah, I think from there, like, uh, we bumped into each other at. One of the one more lap karting nights or something, eh? Yeah, um, we were down at uh, one of the karting tracks up in Gatineau there, and then then I think we, yeah, where else did we bump into each other? Apex. Yeah, Apex. Yeah, a Apex. Couple of Apex. Times, Apex. Yeah. We bumped into each other there, and it was, I guess it was fate. Yeah, just motorheads we... wanting to do stupid shit on <laughs> with metal motors and wheels. <laughs> hey, anything that's uh, got an engine, it's you know we're in. Yeah, we're all down. Yeah, yeah. no, but... it's it's so weird how like. People who enjoy this sport just kind of congregate in some way. Just yeah, they find they, they always find, find each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, the Ottawa community is really, it's really kind of close knit, and there's a lot of people that know a lot of people. It's it's good, you know. It's exciting to be a part of it, and being able to do something like the arriving drive and and having the race team to step up to. And we've even got drivers now. I got uh, Henry Knox, one of my drivers, is now racing Formula sixteen hundred this year. So he's going to be at the Grand Prix this year if it happens. It's like the the pre races, right? The pre races, the 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 uh, yeah, the the filler races. He's going to be there in his Formula sixteen hundred. And Owen Clark, another one of my racers, hmm. he's going to be in the Nissan Cup, um, the Centra. So he's going to be out there again at the Formula One weekend, and um, it's good to see some of my drivers go up into cars. Um, yeah. How exciting is that as like a coach and? Uh... And, a, and one of the club members to like make it to that kind of that league so that. so for me my dream was always to be a racer myself and be a, a driver and unfortunately just because of you know the way life panned out for me personally that didn't happen um but it didn't deter me from being passionate about the sport and being want to be a part of the sport and so having these opportunities to do this i kind of live my passion through my drivers and it's great to watch these drivers go from strength to strength. Um, one of my drivers, Megan Gilks, there, she she started with us a, a few years back, um, and she went on to Formula. Uh, she went on to the W Series, the Formula Three Series in Europe. Okay. Um, and to see that happen and see them progress and go somewhere with it, it's there's so much pride in what I do and see my passion actually have an effect on, on some of these young drivers careers, if you like, cause she, I mean, now she's racing formula 1600 for Europe this year. 
and to to see that and follow that and we talk all the time on facebook and she lives down in near toronto but um to see that progression of some of these young drivers that are actually going to live the dream and be a small part of that right early on it's an amazing feeling it's an amazing feeling you, you know you you get that little bit of reward yeah you know um not that you know you're doing it for recognition but it's that reward that you get that good feeling yeah it's your heart it's, it's your feeling. hard work paying off absolutely That's exactly what absolutely yeah. yeah and even my drivers that stay in karting to see their progression and they they win championships or they're very competitive uh i've got a driver brandon stevens he's actually here today um, he's behind camera you can't he's see behind him. camera that's not how cameras work <laughs> yeah wait brandon louder, <laughs> wait, louder. Just... so brandon uh, he's a phenomenal driver and um he's been with me for eight years and and he he's out there and he's he's pushing the champions around you know he's he's right there his podium after podium and to see that hard work because you know at one point he was shit <laughs> sorry brandon no you weren't shit but you know everyone starts off and they build themselves up and they they get into it and you coach them and you give them the best you can give them um and you just see them progress and when you see them progress even at those sort of levels mm. it's all a win you know that that reward you get back it's 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 hard to explain but it it, it really is something uh part of the passion uh, and that's why i'm here and i think that's something i don't know if we even mentioned the non-stop did we mention the non-stop racing part of chase whole thing here yeah i I don't, I don't know if we did, but you do have a race team that you I do you yeah, operate and so manage. I have, right? I have two, I have basically two parts of Che, if okay. you like. We've got the Lombardi Raceway Karting Club, um, of which I'm the founder and president, and I, I lease the track, and we run our club racing here and the arriving drive. And then we've got nonstop racing um, that actually just turned into nonstop racing Lozier because I've now got a partner that's joined us this year um, where we're, we're going even bigger. Um, we have 18 drivers this year, and uh, that's in shifter carts, uh, DD2 Rotax, and in the Briggs & Stratton uh, classes. And uh, that team has been really my passion for the last 10 years, just focusing on karting there. And it's from there that these kids have come up and gone into cars and whatever they want to do is some some don't but they have fun yeah and just watching them bond with their parents and that bond you have as a coach it's it's amazing you make such good friends they're almost like your second family so uh yeah. it's phenomenal yeah like we we saw we experienced some of that last year like being the yeah. photographers for the track for a lot of those races yeah you do, you guys did an amazing job thank you thank you um it was all brandon <laughs> <laughs> um Brandon like shaking his head yeah yeah, yeah um, no, we definitely did see it like yeah. uh, it was really inspiring to see that the bond that you were talking about with the parents and you and the kids it was it was really nice to see like parents giving a crap about their kids uh sports and it really is it, it, and you see them growing so rapidly from the track and how they do it, it's really it's really something to, to come even just to come watch as a spectator and see the the kids go up and get their their podium trophies and stuff like that yeah it was really a sweet moment and, and last year was kind of tough really even for those guys because 
you guys being it was lucky because being the official media group of of the club you guys got to actually see that where a lot of these guys because of covid last year we couldn't have spectators so those guys that were still coming here and still having just their parents with them because that's all they were allowed to have like two people for anyone under 18 that's all you could have here at the track but normally this kind of racing the whole family comes down so when it's club and grassroots like this they bring in the campers and we have the barbecue going in a, of an evening, the odd cheeky beer, and everyone's just <laughs> having a laugh. The kids are running around, you know, tripping each other up and throwing stones at each other, you know, that sort of... <laughs> yeah, straight to jail. Straight to jail, yeah. Character building stuff, you know, at the track. And yeah, it, it's just that whole... You, you build almost like a little community. And that that feeling of having all these people around you that are just they're here to have fun. Yeah. And as soon as they come in that gate, they know that they're going to leave having a ton of fun. Yeah. And that's, again, it's another part of it. It's another rewarding part of it, especially when you see all these different families and, and even my own team, um, you know, what, what I do here at the club is I, I, I put the officials, I get separate officials in. So there's no conflict of interest. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because if yeah. I was the one throwing the, the green flag and the, the checkered flag or, I was the guy in the, the timing st station or the direct, the race director. That just wouldn't work. Right. And so I separate myself from the club and, and have officials do that side for me. Um, and again, we've got another one of those here. We've got uh, Jason Renwick. He's another one behind the camera. Wave, Jason. He's my, uh, he's my race director, and he did a phenomenal job last year. Yeah. And he's going to be here again this year. But it's, you hand those sort of responsibilities over to them. And that way I stay on that side of the fence hmm. and what happens on the track is penalized or rewarded on the track. And I've got nothing to do with that. Right. And that is to me is the right way to do it. Yeah. Uh, I feel it's, it's, it's fair, but it's also, it keeps that, it keeps that, uh, that spirit, you know, they know that my drivers are not getting any, right. um, any, you know, cuts or breaks because they race for, for me or whatever, you know, they, they, they'll get penalized just as the next guy would. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's happened even in our first year and, uh, it sucks, but it's fair. And for me, it's gotta be fair. You know, that, that way it will grow. Mm -hmm. It'll grow that way, you know, mm -hmm. but yeah. yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a blast. And I mean, you guys here, especially with the Enduro, you, you oh, guys was, had a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. that was, that was you a guys used to moment. talk about the enduro. I wasn't there. I, I wasn't feeling well, but I think you guys have some stories about the enduro. The enduro that you know, was talk about me. So like it was, it was probably as beautiful a day in the morning like this <laughs> until it rained. Brandon prepped our cart in like what half an hour. Like me, Ramsey, my brother Nick, uh, and Chris were looking at the cart. Like I don't know what to do. <laughs> How do I prep this cart for the race? He walks over. He's got like a little tool chest. He's slapping things together. I'm like perfect. We have our team manager basically. Got the gear ratio ready for you and yeah. everything. Yeah. And um, uh, we had it was a two hour enduro if I remember correctly. It was right? yeah. So uh, we had thirty minute stints and uh, to start the race it was a Le Mans start. That's it. Uh, meaning that we had to be lined up on the front straight with our carts on the opposite side of the track. It's, a, it's uh, the best way. That was, oh man, my, my heart was going. I remember some guy tripped, which made me laugh. <laughs> I have it on camera, so I'll have to, I'll have to send you that. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyways, like we, 
as soon as uh, I think you waved a flag, eh? The green flag. Yeah, I, I, it was uh, Jason drops a flag, and and then yeah. everyone has to run across the track, get in their cart, and, they, and then the the one mechanic kind of holds the cart there, ready for him to go, pulls the trip, pulls the uh, cord, yeah, and then races on. Yeah, and I, I believe as soon as uh, the flag got dropped, it started to drizzle. The the track started to get wet. I think I think we got ten laps, and then we we threw a red flag to get everyone to put at least a cover. Yeah, on their their carb the, on the the, uh, the, the air, air filter, filter or whatever. Yeah, because uh, they they'll suck a lot of water in, and then you haven't really got much of a race. So yeah, I think we threw the flag fairly quickly because we was not sure what was going to happen for the next two hours. Mm-hmm. So it was it was wise to do that and not have too many people upset with positions, and just get everyone prepared for for the rest of the racing. Okay. Yeah, uh, and, or at um, least you know get get some good good racing in. Yeah. That was honestly that was uh that was my first bid cart race and like after that I was like I need to do more I need to do more like Shay when's the rental carts coming in we have to do this again <laughs> uh yeah, it was it was awesome and uh and thirty minutes of being on this track with a proper race cart yeah that was a feeling I haven't had in so long like that was crazy my 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 hands were shaking afterwards my uh my side kind of hurt because uh. I think I bruised the rib or something. Oh, you for sure probably <laughs> yeah. bruised the rib, yeah. Because yeah. I had kidney guards on, but I don't think it was on right. So I, I, I decided, <laughs> I, I was so excited to get in the in the cart. I just slapped it on. I was like, yeah, I don't care. I'm just going to get in and send it. Yeah, unfortunately, um, when, when you're sharing a cart, it's not set up for every single driver. I mean, normally, like that cart there is, is uh, Brandon's cart there, mm-hmm. and it's set up for Brandon. Right. And so, you know, there's not, not this Brandon, <laughs> fast Brandon. <laughs> so we we set that car up um there's not much we can do with the seats in them because we want to get the right balance in the car anyway but yeah. we set the car the si- the size of the seat is obviously important for brandon to be in um but then he has like a, a almost 400 dollar rib vest so he can really throw that thing around the corners and it'll, he's comfortable right. um you know having the right equipment is a big thing but uh when you've got several drivers hopping in and out of a cart it's not always going to be comfortable for everybody but at least you got to experience a part of it yeah yeah that was crazy um and the pit stops and the fuel in and the... oh yeah so when you guys when you were racing you said it started raining did you guys ever like put on any is there rain gear for karting or did you have to improvise um well, other than just the filter cover which was essentially a two liter pepsi bottle cut in half yeah it's the best top. one yeah. It's what we use when we go racing. It's like there's not a ton of things out there for those things. Um so yeah, we we basically put a plastic cover on. Some people use peanut butter jars or we've even seen the little metal um almost like plant pots and they'll drill a hole in the end and put it right on the on the air filter and uh that's usually good enough. Uh mm-hmm. just you just want to stop the water from being sucked through the carbon and um that's it, really. As long as there's no water going in the engine, it'll continue to run, even with a, you know, pretty good downpour. Yeah. Um, you can put rain tires on. I think we gave, uh, if I remember rightly, I think we gave everyone a chance to change tires, and if you changed them, then you're changing them, and that's kind of what you're stuck with. So if it dried up, you'd have to do a pit stop and change your tires again, which you could lose time, obviously, in an enduro. Most people stayed on the slicks and oh. uh, and and powered through, um, and those that kind of know the the 
if you like the basic rule of racing in the rain on slicks or even in, even on the uh, the rain tires is you, you stay off the racing line. You take the wider line off where all the rubber's been laid on the track and you'll find more grip on the outside outside of the uh, the corner. And once people kind of figured that out, then it made for some really interesting racing. And it's challenging, but also when people came in, it was just, yeah, they just were, you know, you know yourself. <laughs> yeah, I saw it firsthand. Like, <laughs> like a lot of the professional, more experienced drivers just taking their line, like weird lines. I was like, what is, I'm what used to this line. What are you doing? So I yeah. tried to follow them. Like, oh, okay, I see. There's I see what you're doing. And, uh, slowly caught on but just seeing how fast those drivers went they experienced like the younger kids especially like if i was like 13 years old flying that fast my parents would first of all yell at me They're like what are you doing <laughs> i mean they still yell at me regardless i'm driving the ship box miata but slow um but like they i don't know just seeing seeing that amount of professionalism in those in your students and and uh the ones that come here race like club racing yeah uh it, insane they take it quite seriously these guys they mm -hmm. really do you know and a lot of them have dreams of being you know formula one drivers and the chances of them actually making it, it it's slim you know there's money involved there's a huge amount of talent obviously mm. but it's uh it's at least gives them a taste of it you know right um, but like i said we've even got drivers that are starting to climb that ladder will they make it to formula one who knows probably not but you never know. And that's yeah. the thing with this sport. You just have to be recognized. And if you get that one sponsor that's like, hey, this kid is good. I like him. He's he's presentable. He's marketable. Um, and if they put themselves out there and put the hard work in, who's to say where they can go? You know, even if it's, uh, if, even if they get into IndyCars, you know, um, not saying that IndyCars is a much lower form of racing, but compared to formula one it's kind of the second it's right in there you know yeah um but you know we we've seen oh i've no i know kart racers that have gone from karting into indycar racing so uh it's it you can you can climb the ladder you know you definitely can climb the ladder but as with anything that there's a lot of money involved as well it just depends who you know speaking of money um Obviously, when you watch Formula One or know anything about Formula One, you know that money obviously buys you speed or numbers. But when you talk about karting, like what, what kind of what, what's in play to kind of, especially in like the serious leagues that keeps it competitive in terms of like, I don't know, engine size, what you can do to the cart, how you can modify the cart. Like how does that, how does that all come into play? So in, in Canadian karting, um, we have a Briggs and Stratton engine. It's actually on this on this cart back here. It's a two hundred and six cc engine, um, and that's like the the entry level. And whether you're a cadet cart racer or junior racer, you're in on the the ground level, if you like. So those guys, they'll get their engine out of the box. It's sealed on the front, sealed on the back, so you can't go in. Or, or pay an engine tuner, you know, 1500 to $2,000 to make like this rocket ship of an engine. There's very minimal amount of tuning you can do to them. It's tweaking the carb and doing the little alignment of the, the carburetor on, on the side. And that's kind of it. Choose your needle height. 
there's not there's not a lot. It's out of the box racing, and and that's one of the Briggs and Stratton's logos. It's it's out of the box racing, and that means that anyone can almost be a mechanic with it. You know, they come down, put gas in, put oil in, pull it and go, and that makes it proper grassroots racing. But from there, you can climb up. Um, in fact, even before that, you can jump into one of one of the arrive and drive, where you got to do nothing. It's arrive and drive. You know, the, the clues in the title. You just turn up, and someone's already put the fuel in it. Someone's already aligned the front. Someone's already tweaked the carb and got it ready to go. Uh, and they're all going to be tuned within like a tenth of each other. So it's all down to the driver skill. And so those guys can go from there. Then you can go to the Briggs and Stratton sealed engines. And then from there, you can go into two-stroke, where you need a little bit more, but not a ton more. Um, you just need a little bit more knowledge on how an engine works, how to tune it. And, and we offer that class. Uh, you know, we, we've, got, uh, we've actually got a, a little book coming out uh, that's uh, going to be released soon uh, that kind of gives you the basics of how to run a team or how to even just be yourself and get into karting. And just gives you the, the, you know, the basics of what you got to look for or what education you got to get yourself to be in karting. But as you can see, there's not much of them. So you take something like this, grassroots, you can have a ton of fun with it, with your family. Uh, and that, that could be all you want to do. Or you can step up. Brandon actually has gone into DD2 Rotax uh, for this year. And so that takes a little bit more fine-tuning of the chassis and of the carburetor and of the uh, the engine. You, again, you can't do a ton with those, but it's setting it up, and the two-strokes are a little bit more finicky. And it's just knowing what you're doing with that and getting the best out of that engine right. is going to, you know, put it all on the driver then. Yeah. Uh, and that's how you can kind of step up. And then you go to shifter cuts, and then you've got rock engines, you've got TM engines and so on and the, that's kind of big leagues you know that's where you're traveling down to las vegas you're going down to florida and you're doing some of these big races and you can go to the world finals and win yourself a ticket so you can really have you know that the spectrum is like grassroots and world-class racing and even down in vegas and in florida you got uh montoya He's still racing in shifters and his kids, you know, they're, they're all, all down there having, having a blast. And uh, even before Schumacher had his accident, he was, he was out there racing in go-kart still. Um, a lot of the Formula One drivers, Jensen Button, um, Max, uh, Daniel, they all jump back into go-karts and have, have a blast. Yeah. In fact, uh, uh, George was in a barrel just a couple of weeks back. Just having fun. Just having fun. Well, the one thing I'd love to see is uh, F1 drivers like going to a maybe the the Dubai kart track and doing a kart and race. Be like, here's the karts. It, jump in and it'd be kind of cool to have all the F1 drivers there because yeah. you see, I think Charles was there a couple of weeks ago. Okay. In Dubai, actually, a lot of them go out there and have fun on the kart track there. And uh, but it'd be good to see all of them yeah. go take place in a race. But I don't know if we'd see that. I think there'll be too many I, politics involved or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it, I think it would boil down to money. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. great. 
Yeah, yeah, it boiled down to money. Yeah. But, and uh, then, yeah, one thing we talked about on the way here is what if we got all the F1 drivers and they just spec Miata race at like Calabogie or something and see how that, how that would pan out. That would be a blast. Yeah. Because like those things go like 11 tenths. Yeah. When you're really pushing them and they're, yeah. they can be kind of scary, but they're, uh, they look like a lot of fun. Very yeah. close bumper to bumper kind of. Kind of action. That'd be fun. Well, it was fun when you brought the Miatas down here and we, we took the kids out around the track. and <laughs> yeah. a... I remember you pulled me over. I'm like, what did I do? I'm like, he's like, get out. Hops my in my turn. car. I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> Just don't, don't ditch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's one of yeah. the unwritten, unwritten rules. If you want to drive anything on Shay's track, you have to let Shay have, have a go it. at it. It yeah. was funny. Yesterday we were here and we were setting up the track, putting the tires out, putting the barriers out, and uh, my ambulance guy came with his brand new ambulance and no. uh, he pulled in <laughs> and I said, Did so what have I got to do to take that round and turn the sirens on? He said, you got five minutes. <laughs> so I was around the track yesterday giving it whoop, whoop. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, what time did you put down? <laughs> what time did I put down in the ambulance? Yeah. yeah. I, I, there was a lot of body roll in it. I was, <laughs> I was scared I was going to stick like, it literally in, the, in the bush. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, yeah, that was it. Was yeah. I'm I'm living the dream. Yeah. I'm not driving ambulance with the lights <laughs> flashing and sirens going. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure the neighbors were like, "Oh, someone's had a bad day." Yeah. What neighbors? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's, a, there's a couple. The bear yeah. over there in the, in the yeah bushes the bear. Or something. There's a bear in the corner. Yeah, we should <laughs> almost have him on our trophies. Have you, you seen the bear? Already? They used to have a they used to have a race in Shannonville, and it was called the Bear, and you got like a big bronze bear as the trophy. They're talking about trying to bring it back. We'll see. Okay. That'd be fun. Yeah. I, I hope they do. I hope more tracks do more grassroots stuff and more um, low budget racing. Because I think like in a lot of instances, like you want to do racing safely, but you can't afford like the expenses that come with racing at these high end tracks. Well, that's what that thing's there. That's, yeah. That's, that's exactly why I bought those in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, that gives everybody the opportunity to see if they've got the the balls, if you like. And and when I say that, this is a sport where, you know, there's no there's no uh uh sexism here. It's, it's, it doesn't matter if you're male or female, you can jump in this cart and go out and, and have a good time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've I've got a driver, she's actually on her way here now. Okay. She's gonna come down and have some fun, Jamie. She's been with me for a while. And um She's good. She's she's fast around here. But it doesn't matter who you are, what background you are, what what uh, sexuality you are, you can jump in that uh, car and have a blast yeah. with you, uh, whoever else on the track. That's the great thing about racing is it's a, it's a great equalizer because it doesn't matter who you are what, or anything else. It's car, person, track. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. doesn't matter what religion you are. doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter anything. Mm -hmm. When you get in there... And put the helmet on, visors down, engines running. All it's, the talking it's stuff. A, exactly. It's like, it doesn't matter. And that's what I love about it. You know, it, it really just comes down to, you know, the, the skill. And uh, go out and do another blast. Uh, yeah. In fact, I'm sure, you know, I see it. It breaks down a lot of those barriers, you know. Um, because uh, certainly, if you go down there and you you can be fast, you can gain yourself gain yourself a lot of respect, you know. And uh, it, most of these drivers, they have that banter, they have that camaraderie. They they you know they they don't mind 
going up against the girls or being beaten by girls or or whatever you know it's i find it it's just a pure sport where everyone can have fun you know like uh like we've seen it before like taking photos in the pit stalls and like the paddock area yeah you see like after the race they would all kind of kind of talk to each other be like oh like i saw you take this corner really well like how'd you do that like everything's open you know like they, yeah they would teach each other and learn yeah, from each other bumping it's, each other and, yeah and just and the parents are all like oh well you know congratulations to your kid he done really well oh, that was a close race and yeah of course there's some that are they're disappointed if they lost the race especially if it was a last lap pass yeah. and they lost that whole race on the last lap it you know you see them <laughs> they well <laughs> up and they start to get you know they're upset but after about 20 minutes, half an hour, it's gone. Because yeah. everyone here is like, hey, you did a really good job. Oh, great. And they still get that recognition for the effort that they put in, mm -hmm. you know. And, uh, you know, it's next time. Yeah. And and that's what it's all about, right? It's racing. No one can win them all. No. But that's what it's all about. That's why, that's why they call it racing. <laughs> everyone wants to be first. <laughs> True. Yeah. yeah. If you're not first, you're definitely probably last. Yeah. I'm really glad you butchered uh, uh, that saying. Uh, and he looked at you when he said it. I, I'm easily the slowest one here. Easily. We're uh, going to put that to the yeah. test. I don't think you're going to be the slowest after this this season after you jump in one of those. I don't know. I'm not uh, I'm not a big racer. I'm more of a... Uh, He's a little more technical, it. I guess. Like the mechanic He's more kind of the technical guy. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll have to get you on the technical course and show you how to mechanic a... <laughs> You run your own team run my own team yeah right <laughs> what what do you mean yeah right i have no management skills whatsoever <laughs> um so aside from uh you know brandon being slow uh <laughs> so these cards these new cards um they're barrel barella barella that's a barrel art barrella art yeah um and yeah, you recognize I'm the sure art? barilla is a pasta yeah yeah it totally is. <laughs> barilla, yeah um so tell us, like, what kind of, what ideas do you have coming up for the season, like, uh, for the rentals, Enduros, and stuff like that? Like, what are, what, so what should we be looking forward the to? The Arrive and Drive Leagues, um, I've got a few things I'm going to be launching soon. I guess you could say you hear it here first. Okay. Uh, we're going to do a, speaking of the uh, women in racing, we're actually going to launch a, a women's only class. Oh, that's cool. Um, and that's just basically there to encourage women to get into motorsports. And so, yes, there's <laughs> one. Hand, yeah. <laughs> there's one. And so, yeah, we've got, we've got a, a you know a, quite a few women that are interested in racing, but maybe don't want to go out with the boys yet because they're they might need a little bit of confidence, or maybe they just want to race with the girls. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to facilitate that and put something on to encourage encourage uh, women to enjoy racing. Um, they did it in Europe with the W Series in Formula 3. Um, where uh, I mentioned Megan Gilks there. She got an opportunity to, to race in that, and it was a huge success. Um, and from that, you've now got uh, the, the winner of, of the championship in 2019, Jamie Chadwick. She's now the, and she just signed again, actually, for Williams as a development driver. Oh, that's wicked. And so she's two years in a row development driver for Williams Formula One. So it really does show that women can make it in, in you know, the high-end sports. Um, but there you go. You've got someone like uh, Jamie Chadwick who started out in karts 
and she got in, she did a few car races and then it was a it was almost like a uh you had to enter your resume to the 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 women series the w series and you put in what you did uh, as far as your career so far and then they went and tested them and so Megan, who was racing for me, she went over and did some tests and she kept making it through, making it through, and she made it to the final 18. Um, so she represented Canada um, for for the W Series. And, you know, there was, I think it was over 300 women that, that went in for it. So she did really, really well um, to, to, do, to do that. Uh, sadly, she didn't do as well in the championship, but it does show that if you can make it, make it to that level, you can carry on, you know, and in her defense, she was the youngest driver out there and she did win one race. That was something else <laughs> that we were actually at uh, Montremblant, a uh, uh, cart track. Uh, I think it was the Coupe de Montreal we was there for. And I was sleeping in my trailer and it was like six in the morning. Cause it was over in, uh, somewhere in Europe and the race was just started and they did a reverse grid. So she actually started pole because she was last in the points. So she started pole and I was like, I've got to watch this race. Mm -hmm. So I watched it um, live at like, yeah, 5.36 in the morning and phenomenal. She, she ran the race. She won it, led every single lap and they had two restarts. So it might have been three restarts. But anyway, there was a couple of restarts and she still won the race. And I think the trailer must have been, they must have thought I was having an orgy in there because the thing was jumping around. I was, <laughs> I was freaking out. It was just like, I couldn't believe that uh, she ran this race, defended well, took the win every lap. And those sort of moments like that, I still got goosebumps now thinking about it. You know, it's, you see that person, you're thinking, you know, I got a second place in the Eastern Canada Carting Championship when she was with NR. And that was proud moments then but then to see that and then her, her father and her brother were racing at Montreal long same weekend so as soon as it came in we were just we were both in tears holding each other just like oh my god what an amazing win yeah. and that was it for me that weekend didn't matter what my team did I was already like wow we've won even though she wasn't on my team at that point but, but it was just such a ah, it was amazing like I said, we got that going. I, I, I digress. We're gonna, gonna push the arriving drive and see how many more Megan Gilks we can get out of it, and um, they go up from there. But we're gonna do women's series, and uh, we're gonna do a bunch of different leagues that you can sign up for right on the Facebook page okay. or on the website. And we're gonna do a Wednesday night league. So every Wednesday night, there's a couple of different leagues we're gonna run. You can come down, sign up. It's uh, 110 bucks for the membership for the year and 65 bucks a race. Okay. It's okay. cheap as chips. Yeah, yeah. pretty reasonable. For, uh, for reasonable. a high-powered cart, 13 horsepower, yeah. you said? Yeah, 13 Cause... horsepower, 420 cc. Um, yeah. And today we'll, we'll actually we'll get a lap time. I know it's a little cold and the track's a little green. We'll get a lap time out of it, but it will do 80 kilometers an hour, no problem. Yeah. Cool. And you mentioned that you're going to have uh, Brandon go through all of them and set them up between 10, 20 thousands. Yeah. Season? So Brandon actually is joining the, the, uh, employment side of nonstop racing, uh, this year. He actually starts with me in the beginning of April and he's going to be in charge of making sure these puppies are all 
within a tenth or two tenths of each other. And uh, he's going to be living the dream, getting to test go-karts for a living. <laughs> How does that feel, Brandon? He there said fantastic. Go. Brandon says fantastic. He, he, Other yeah. Brandon said fantastic too. Both said, said fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> Shay's looking at, at us like we're uh, a little slow. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> I'll have to add it to um, that. One other thing is the uh, the sideways cart making a comeback. Shout out Curiosity. Oh, I really yeah. enjoyed that one. The sideways cart, the drifting. Well, I don't know if we could talk about it uh, legally, but. Yes, we can. I mean, we, we ex- that's the beauty of having a track that you can kind of. Uh, experiment with and if it's got an engine we're going to play with it and see what happens and, and we've got actually uh we got the mini bike series at ovali cups coming oh here. Yeah. yeah yeah so those are cool. another thing you heard it here first right and that's going to be launched very shortly but we're going to have at least three or four races here on the mini bikes which you guys came down took some pictures of yeah uh, and some video that was that was a blast um, I'm actually the uh, the Ovali dealer for Ottawa. Um, oh no so way! You can actually so... buy those bikes through Nonstop Racing, but it's Ovali uh, Ovali Nonstop Racing. So oh, that's cool. So we got that's a little cool. uh, a thing there, and we've got the track to do it. And there'll be three or four races here mm-hmm. this year. Um, so that'll be that'll be an absolute blast. But what you're talking about is when we we put some. We put some uh, pipe on the tires and put them on the back and tried to do some cart drifting. Yeah, it was, was a blast. it was very twitchy, but it was it was a little bit of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we killed uh, we killed at least some plastic sleeves and a clutch in the process. Yes, I do remember the clutch. The clutch was smoking pretty yeah. good. Yeah, but we 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 kind of tweaked with that, and uh, actually Chris Timman from from Apex V Torado is a bit of a drifting king. And he came down and started playing with the setup, and that was kind of good. We got it close, but I'm not sure we'll see it in carts. Mm-hmm. But you never know. There's a lot, enough of these guys around with the uh, drifting tracks, um. So maybe we'll maybe we'll invite those guys down and and take take the opportunity of having somewhere like a facility like this where they can do something safe, and you know if it's safe and the <laughs> they're not going to hurt themselves and it's you know. Uh, not in some car park somewhere annoying some landlord. Uh, they can come down and and do it here, you know, and, and maybe there'll be a following for that. Be, if he's got an engine cool. in it, we're gonna do it. That'd yeah. be really cool to actually see drifters here. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it'd be a really fun track for them to to try it to try it on because it's well smaller than what they're used to. Yeah, so I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, putting cars here, I don't think that would work. No. No. I think you can make it. One at a time. I I think I mean I mean you ran your three fifty your F three fifty through here four fifty yeah but my F three fifty doesn't go around the corner so and you're not wham, sending wham, it hard like that you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> no, my F three fifty is a little bit uh, yeah but the the neighbors around us when I mean, we do have neighbors and uh, we do want to keep our neighbors happy um, especially if we're going to do the Wednesday night league and and these things are not that that loud considering the power they got a huge silence on them so we want to keep our neighbors happy we don't want to be the annoying motorsports track that uh as we've heard with other tracks um that have difficulty with sound restrictions and and you know calabogie being one of them actually right um and montremblanc and uh even the the karting track goodwood uh cartways 
um, they've had they've had some serious issues uh, with with the local people, uh, and sadly that track's been there for a long time, and it's people that have built houses close to it, and then be like, oh, this is all noisy. <laughs> like, why did you build your house there? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, it, it, and we don't want to fall in that trap. Mm-hmm. So if we can keep our neighbours happy. Um, that's what we're going to do. But sadly, that means that drifting won't be one of the things we can do here. But no, maybe in the go-kart, yeah. right? if we can get one set up. <laughs> we're, we're not finished there. That chapter's not over. No. I hope no. not. We'll have some fun. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Shay, how can uh, how can people find you and find out about your events and stuff? What, what's your social media stuff? Social media, yeah. We're on uh, Instagram. Not that I post a ton on Instagram, but I try to. Um, I'm going to maybe have you guys help us out with some of the social media stuff, but we're on Facebook. Uh, I do post quite a bit on Facebook. Um, I, I try to post on the uh, Lombardi Raceway Karting Club, or it's LR Karting Club. I think it is on there. Okay. Um, and then we've got lrkartingclub.com, the website, and that's where people can sign up for their memberships, the arrive and drive, and get the details, the rules, uh, in fact, we're going to post the rules for this season shortly. We're just waiting for them to come out for Coupe de Montréal because we, we make them very similar so people don't have to change all their carts. To, they want to race here and race another club. We try to keep them close. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we'll, they can get all their information there. And uh, then you've got the Nonstop Racing Facebook page as well, and they can find out and follow what the team's doing, how to become part of the team, um, even if it's not racing, if they want to come down and and just hang out and be part of the coaching crew, setup crew, uh, or just generally want to be involved in racing. And the same with the track. We're always looking for volunteers for the for the track. Come and be a marshal. You'll uh, you'll get all your first aid training done uh, and paid for, and uh, come down and have fun. You get lunch, and we'll feed you and put put drinks down your throat. And... <laughs> Maybe maybe you get a, have a go in some of the the arrive and drive carts as well, just uh, <laughs> as an extra perk. Yeah, yeah, no, that'll that'll be a lot of that's a lot of fun. It's a big opportunity for people who want to uh, who want to try it out, but don't really want to, you know, go out of the way to try it out. If you know what I mean. Exactly. Like, I mean, there's something yeah. that's something for everyone there. Mm-hmm. You can tr- you can join one of the leagues. I think we have a six race league, a twelve race league, or you can join all the leagues and race every wednesday night throughout the season yeah so you know there's a bit of everything for everyone there mm-hmm. awesome, awesome. Yeah. well thanks for joining us shay Jay. thanks for having me and uh check us out on facebook youtube instagram apple music spotify everything, and all the socials all the things thank- uh don't forget thank you to brown bed coffee roasters for the delicious coffee as always cheers keeping Keep- us awake yeah and warm because it is a little windy uh if you hear the wind noise in the microphone Deal with it. We're outside. Yeah. Okay. We're trying something new. (laughs) God. Right on. Well, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Brandon and Jason and all the volunteers at LRKC for, you know, continuing to support Che and all the other drivers. Um, And thank you for having us as well. Being a part of it is a huge opportunity for us. Yeah. Let's get all this junk out of the way and get you in some carts. Oh, yeah. Got my helmet right here. (laughs) Bye. Oh, we didn't have to say a joke. We didn't end up. We didn't end a joke last time. Yeah, we did. It was really bad. What was the joke? <laughs> was it that memorable? No, no. Okay, memorable? okay. You know what? We're not done yet. Let's let's rewind it a little you bit. You want to do a joke? Well, we can't because the camera's about to cut. Ah, it's okay. Just restart it. This, it's okay. And the... I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it.
And last time we asked different brand. Why is there so many Brandons? Last time our guest was Brandon, then there's Brandon, then there's Brandon, and then there was another Brandon in Statue's Inc. Anyways. One in doubt, Brandon. One in doubt, Brandon. Um, so do you have a really bad dad joke you want to oh, share yeah, with us? Oh, yeah, we asked our guest now to... Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I'm really bad with the jokes. So do you have any most bad my, dad jokes? Most of my jokes are dirty. I don't want to tell it. I don't want to tell a dirty joke. Oh, that's a okay. dad we, joke. We, Christ, you put me on the spot now. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. A dad joke. Do, 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 do. What happens if you put a bogey in a blender? Well, what a do bogey? you get if you put a bogey in a blender? What's a bogey? Like a cigarette? Like a... No, I don't even know if that's a joke. Was, <laughs> the punchline was a Lamborghini. A Lamborghini? Lamborghini. That's why we don't ask the guests to come <laughs> exactly. up with a joke on the spot, ladies see and gentlemen. Yeah, you're regretting that now. I can see the regret in both your faces. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You Mid, see that? Mid-time. It's probably not. I probably got the punchline right, and the, the, the first bit was probably completely off. But you know what? Yeah. should have asked me for a dirty one. I would have had you. You know, you don't want a dirty one. No. Okay. All right. Well, All right. that's it. Well, <laughs>